Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. Quadria Q in on. Tongori is the Director of Education and Community Engagement for the Bristol Riverside Theatre. Her professional background is in education, youth enrichment, and community engagement. All the things that I like. All the things. She has thrived in a variety of capacities at Bristol Riverside Theatre since 2015 and currently serves as Director of Education and community engagement. And so today we're going to talk about the play A Raisin in the Sun. Good morning, my sister Quadria. How are you? And welcome to The Source. I'm doing great. And I'm really excited to be here um, and share information about A Raisin in the Sun. Um, This is a a really phenomenal experience um, and exciting for all the actors coming to Bristol and to share this beautiful play by Lorraine Hansberry just with the community. So, um, I mean, there's just, there's so much to say about this dynamic piece of work. Um, a lot of people have heard about the Raising the Sun. Some people have just not gotten around to seeing it or may have read it. And, and some people have not heard it at all. So tell them what the Raising, Raising in the Sun is about. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's, it really, it's about family. Um, but beyond family, it really kind of happens in the 1950s in the South side of Chicago. And it really takes a deep look into the life of a family, a black family uh, during that time. Um, the, the, the play starts in a heightened place as they're waiting on an insurance check um, from their father um, who has passed on. And there are a lot of different dreams that each of the characters have, all five of the characters in the play have. It's an intergenerational family. So as we think about, you know, as we think about the Black community and many communities, that intergenerational uh, mix. And sometimes we get a, a sense of that missing. But it's a beautiful thing to highlight that and to see the importance in the foundation of grandmothers in a play and matriarchs as black women in the play. And that is not uncommon for us having matri- having the, the, the head of the household, you know, in one, in one example, um, outwardly, it can look like the male presence in a different way. Who's running things is the black mother, <laughs> you know, the way, and- the way you just described that makes me want to come see the play. Yes, come through, come through. Uh, Characters all are are fighting for the dream. Some are looking at entrepreneurship. You know, we think about upward mobility. We think about systemic racism and racism, period. Um, Now and then, you know, um, trying to obtain those dreams, you know, whether it's home ownership, whether it is education. Um, And then sometimes like when you're when you're with family in general, like trying to figure out what is more important as we think about upward mobility, as we think about the time period, you know, and as we think about intergenerational wealth, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I, I think that in, to some extent, a lot of the characters want similar things. Yeah, um, but their experiences, because I have seen, I've watched it. Yeah, raising in the sun. I want to. I'm going. I'm going to come back and watch it again through your eyes, yeah. because uh, there are things that you talked about that I didn't really pick up. What struck me in A Raisin in the Sun was how the the man, the male character, was so um, 
dismissed in society and he came back home and took it out on the people in his house and his wife understood that he was struggling and she kept trying to help him and at some point she was like yo but what about me in all of this right so i picked that up but the stuff that you're talking about wait 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 quadria i got to come back and see it now you know, I love that you brought up that point because Lorraine Hansberry is such a prolific writer mm-hmm. and that it's it's nuanced throughout yes. the book. It's not her beating you over the head yes. with this material. It is a rhythm. It's a rhythm in the way that black folks speak. It's a rhythm that the African-American rhythm, you hear the jazz and the music, you hear the jazz and the speaking. You hear the um, anxiousness and anxiety and the ease at times, you hear the tender heartbeat of mama's words throughout the play that lives in the character's heads. You know, you know that 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 black mama voice you hear in the yes. back of the head, okay? You hear it at times. You hear um so much rhythm in this play, and um there are so many different things that you can get from it. I love that it's layered. There's feminism, there is generational wealth, there is um dignity, there is so many different themes that are beautifully written. And I think not just, it's beautiful um, to really get this angle and hear this story if you are a Black person, but this place talks about family. And that is something that we can relate to across the board. So, you know, I'm excited. We have a lot of students coming to see this play. Um, We have about almost 900 students coming to see this play. Um, You know, and a lot of them are reading this in school. We have done a lot of collaborations as we think about our Black Theater Night. Now that's going to happen on February 16th. What is Black Theater Night? (laughs) All right. So, you know, that is an infinity night celebrating the Black community, Black theater makers. Um, There's a talk back afterwards uh, with the director and the cast. We we treat you well, okay? You're going to have some beforehand at seven o'clock and that's um, oh i just i was just about to ask you if it's a friday night i can come how about oh. what, what 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 all right uh, tickets tickets being sold where can we find tickets okay i have so many things to tell you so okay. Okay. tickets are, are being sold at brtstage.org now i just want to say something because it's not i want people to come see this play outside of black theater night okay it runs january 30th Mm-hmm. through February 18th. So if you can't make it on February 16th, come any of those days, support this show. We have some dynamic actors from all around in Philly, from New York, from all around, okay? So February 16th, or January 6th, uh, January 30th, so January tomorrow. 30th, well, let me collect myself. It's <laughs> early, okay? Okay, January 30th through February 18th. I want to talk a little bit about about Black Theater Night because there's multiple things happening on Black Theater Night. Okay. So just the regular Black Theater Night tickets, um, that is February 16th, seven o'clock. There's refreshments in our lobby. Not only are there refreshments in our lobby, there is a pop-up shop as we are celebrating Black entrepreneurs. Okay, so there will be a pop up shop in our lobby and our rehearsal studio. So you can walk on down the street to our rehearsal studio as we have curated different all different kinds of black entrepreneurs. As we think about entrepreneurship in this show, it's not just about saying, um, you know, we want to do more things for the black community. No, it's about going deeper. We have also a scholarship that we're doing with the NAACP of Bucks County. And we're helping raise funds for the AXO program on February 16th. Okay, please check them out. Just Google NAACP Bucks County to learn more about the code in NAACP of Willingboro and vicinity AXO program to learn more about what they're doing. You can find them on social media, 
but we are, um, it's, it's about going deeper. It's about going deeper and doing this work deeper um, as we seek to engage community. Our theater is not like a lot of theaters, different than a lot of theaters across the nation as we really try to engage more of the Black community at our theaters, not only the Black community, communities of color, okay? The stories that we tell, what we're doing, you know, it has to be things that those communities are interested in. The stories that we're telling has to be stories that we're interested in. And so we have had to be innovative in our approach of community engagement, okay? So let me, I went on a tangent for a second, but that's Black Theater Night, 7 p.m., February 16th, 8 o'clock, the show starts, okay? Now, I want to add another thing on that's happening, because remember, we're doing multiple things, right? So hold on, let me take a quick break, and then we can okay. come back, because I also want to do my own public service announcement for the Riverside, Bristol Riverside. Okay. If you have uh, students in junior high school, high okay. school, uh, anywhere across the, the Delaware Valley, you know, they have they have funds. These schools have funds, especially in the the um, the, the the suburbs where they take this. I've been on quite a few of those bus trips where they take the students to go see the plays. Um, you know, make sure that this is something if you want to do something for Black History Month, because, you know, lots of these schools only think about Black History Month on February and they might try to do a little something. So before we do the same old dry stuff by putting Martin Luther King up on the door, which is a beautiful thing, I need yeah. you to take these children out, black, white, and whatever uh, other culture you have in your schools to see this play and make yeah. it a part of your Black History Month program. And those who have ears, let them hear. Hold on one second, Quadria. You are listening to The Source on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media, on air and online at wordradio.com. I am Andrea Lawful Sanders. We will be back with Ms. Quadria right after these messages. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. Welcome back to The Source on WURD, progressive black talk media, on air and online at wordradio.com. If you're just joining us, I am Andrea Lawful Sanders, your host. Mondays through Fridays from 5 to 7 a.m. I have on the line with me Quadria Q. Tongori, who is the Director of Education and Community Engagement for the Bristol Riverside Theater. This sister has been so good um, in describing a Raisin in the Sun play that, you know, I was telling her my husband has employed me at least once a month to do something nice for myself instead of wearing myself out in these Wakandan streets. And so February is going <laughs> to be a Raisin in the Sun. I'm going to take my friend Denise James. It's her birthday. Uh, uh, in February, a few days before this. So I'm going to take her as a gift to her. Um, and so if she's listening, then she knows where she's going for her birthday this year. <laughs> um, well, I want to tell you this part, okay? We talked a little bit about Black Theater Night, but we have Black Professionals Night. And that might be wow. just to take your friends and niece out to. So this is actually off-site. It's right up the street from Bristol Riverside Theater. And it starts at 530. It's located at the Business Club, which is a co-working and event space. It's a newer space that recently opened, Black woman-owned. And uh, there's going to be dinner. There's going to be networking. There's going to be giveaways. Um, it's just going to be a good time. We'll be showcasing some of the products from the entrepreneurs who will be doing the pop-up shop in the lobby of Bristol Riverside Theater. Um, but this is just a great time to build friendships, connections. Um, and to when have is that happening, Quadria? January 16th, too. I told Girl, you we're doing multiple things. There are simultaneous things happening at, on one day, okay? When we talk about being strategic 
in getting black folks out to come to this play. Okay. And I just want to say, this is a, a pathway to coming to BRT. This is, um, we want to make sure that people are comfortable, feel celebrated, you know, because theaters historically have not been the most welcoming spaces for black, for black people. Okay? I agree. So we got to be innovative in our approach. Um, we got to highlight black owned businesses. When we think about the theme of this show, we got to think about it holistically. We got to highlight black female owned uh, business owners locally and yes. celebrate that. So there's a dinner, there's giveaways. What? There's, there's a dinner? A gi- what? Yes. Okay. So I need you to send that black woman, uh, uh, business owner my way, please. Every Friday for the entire year of 2024, I am, I am highlighting a black owned business. Okay. Kyra Brinson, I will send her right your Kyra way. Sense, yeah. Send her to, send her to, uh, Nile as soon as you get off the air. And okay. he will highlight her, put her on my show for highlighting on, on a Friday. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So we are we are really excited to partner with the business club. We are really excited. We've done outreach in a, a number of different ways. We've reached out to the divine and nine, okay? Black fraternities, the sororities. Listen, um, we have invited uh, grassroots organizations mm-hmm. to come out. We have also, you know, of course we want to sell, sell tickets to the show. Mm-hmm. But also we have to also think about, you know, economics here in grassroots organizations and making sure that uh, we're being equitable in our practices. So we have reached out to grassroots organizations and gotten youth, you know, in black and brown communities, you know, uh, in low income neighborhoods to come to our show. That is not going to stop you from coming to our show. Right. And and, and the other thing I'd like to think about, because I'm excited now, right along with you, Mm -hmm. is finding sponsorship for those who would like to come but can't come. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, then that's where some of the divine nine will come in. Uh, how are you figuring out, and maybe you have already done this, to mm-hmm. reach out to black men in particular? Women tend to show up to these things, but it would be nice to see the brothers too, you know, mm-hmm. in this space with us. Yes, I think when we talk about fraternities and sororities, that's a that's an easy way to find those connections. I think when we talk about the black church, I mean, I'm telling you, this is our second year of doing this. It is sitting down and talk to the pastors as well. Yes. Okay? Yes. Don't dismiss these pastors when we think yes. about the influence and power and connection that the pastors have in Bristol in particular, there's a concern pastors of Bristol, you know, and really reaching out to the leaders in the, in the communities, really reaching out to, you know, um, to, to influencers yeah. within the community, yeah. uh, people who are activists in the community, people who are organizing for Juneteenth celebrations, who have those really tight, connections. It's about relationship building. It's about um, building trust and being consistent. And, you know, we, we, we connected with y'all last year. We didn't forget about you. Making sure that we circle back. You know, it's about um, being places like on here, you know, on Word Radio Station, where being intentional about the connections. Yeah. It's about, you know, um, sometimes we have had to do some some discount codes and reach out and doing our research and reaching out to student organizations, yeah. you know, um, the outreach has really had to be a lot of time and energy into the outreach. And that is okay. That is absolutely okay because we want to get people in the doors and we want to get people who should hear these stories, black folks in the doors and beyond. Can I say this to you? You're perfect for this role. Oh, thank you. Uh, you are perfect. You are just listening to you. Um, you know, someone who says besides the Divine Nine, this would also be good for the links. Those organizations are awesome. I've reached out to the links too. Yeah, but I truly want the average brother 
who would not be invited into these spaces, who would not feel welcome into these spaces to come in and have them in our Black community, I am starting to realize that our brothers are feeling not as appreciated as we think they are, right? And so I'm trying to figure out how we find the spaces for them because we as Black women, we can, and listen, white people, close your ears. We as Black women, we, we listen, we can make a raisin, uh, we can make a raisin bread out of one raisin, right? And make it do what it does, add a little coconut milk. We have figured out how to rally around each other as Black women to get what we have to get done and move the needle, right? I just, I'm, I would love to see our brothers when they, when they succeed, they do it in silo and in silence. And I need to pull them in. I need to figure out a way for us to pull them in so that they feel like they're a part of everything that we do. And as not an, as, as an aside, as the, 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 the homemaker of the house or the whatever, you know, um, I, I, I think for, yeah, it's true, Quadria, because see, that what, that's what makes our community stronger when we pull together, um, as a, as a unit, as a family unit. Right. I want to talk a little bit about on that point about innovation as we think about how do we engage our brothers in in these conversations and in the shows and things like that. And thinking about a theater, you know, um, I would say like programs like we do, we have a program called Theater to the People and we have a program called Amplifying Black Brilliance that specifically centers on black youth and um, history teaching history through the performing arts. So whether it's dance, whether it's Harriet Tubman, whoever it might be. But not only is it the program when we say bye to those youth after we've done the program, we offer five tickets to each family. Doesn't matter who it is, what member of that family is. Right now we have about 34 children in this program. So our theater has really been intentional about, hey, it's not just only about, it's about the family, the youth, the, the siblings, the auntie and the uncle, you know, making sure that it's a holistic approach as we build out these programs and think we're being so forward and, think, and you know, uh, inclusive. But how do we even take it a step further? How do we make sure that these young people get into the program? And I want to mention that that's a partnership program with the organization called No Longer Bound, who has been a staple in the community um, in doing constant community engagement and outreach and providing resources within the community. Um, and it's uh, a free program. Yeah, it's a free program. Okay, so Monica Adams says, I was just thinking the same thing. She's perfect for the position. Marguerite Boyd Faison said, this would be a great opportunity for ex-offenders to reconnect to their culture. Like there's so many opportunities here and you're just perfect for this, right? Right? Uh, Joseph Simmons says, it sounds like a great Valentine day night, date okay, night. Yep, 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 yep. Yep. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I just, I just, I, I, I really thank you for choosing us to have this conversation because oh. it is so necessary and our so people are starved. Hey, listen, honey, hey, our people are starved for the. I'm here. <laughs> yes. I am well, always stunned when people want to come on the air at 5 30 in the morning. I'm like, oh, because when I, when I was myself i had to collect myself but listen. I, you know what i did listen to um more of the show yes. episodes you know i love energy and i just love what you're doing you're doing so many positive things as we think about love and economics and you know making sure uplifting the black community and health and i just i love what you're doing so you so really did listen thank you for doing your research i love my people 
unapologetically. I love all people, but I put a put a specific lens on us because we are so traumatized and hurt. We spend our time, a lot of our time hurting each other, trying to figure out how to move our own needles and get ahead. And I'm trying to make us work collectively, right? As a group, work with white folks, work with Native American folks, work with everybody, but at the same time, love ourselves enough so that we can stand strong collectively as a group. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, and of ourselves, or we're in institutions that are predominantly white, that definitely does reflect outwardly. And I just want to encourage anyone who's thinking of programming or in institutions um, that are predominantly white to speak up, yes. to um, walk like you got them ancestors behind your back because they're there. And, you know, if you have to do it, sometimes do it afraid. Yeah. Oh, I like you. Oh, Quadria, we gonna have to get to know each other yeah, no, better because you speaking my language, you, honey. Listen, people might look at you a little sideways, but you know what speaks to our community. You know what's gonna bring them out, and you know, and it's not just can't just be one thought. I'm not always right, so I have to reach out back, and I'm grateful that my producers are very um, open minded and will sit with me and we'll look at each other crazy for a minute. You know, we will look, we will go back and forth. I'm gonna, they know I'm gonna back go back for them. You know why you hired me, okay? Because we're going to go back and forth. So we have a committee called the Aid Committee where we actually, you know, seek out leaders in the community and get feedback. They might say, you need to add some pictures here on this website. This look boring. Or, you know, you need to change that language up a little bit. Or have you thought about changing the music here? You know, like they really do. um, And sometimes it could be things that I might be thinking of, but it's different when you hear it, when it's heard from my, my leadership from the community itself. And, you know, that was an idea that was brought on from one of my producers. Um, but it's been so helpful because you don't feel like you're the only one. one. But I mean, yeah. like, and you're not going crazy. You're not going crazy. Do it afraid. I love it. Anyway. I love it. But enough I about all right. So so the, the, the race in the sun play is running from January 30th to February 18th. I'm asking you to put that. Quadria is not asking. I'm asking you to get your children, the young people from the different schools, get your church communities out there. Go support this organization. This sister is on fire. Okay, brtstage.org. Make yes. sure you get out there. I will be in there on February 16th. I'm bringing Denise. That's your birthday presents. I'm just letting you know now. We'll get gather gather your edges. So we'll get there for the business part of it. Run through to the the theater, and then because I'm up at five in the morning, it's nice that it's on a Friday night, so I can yes. stay up and watch and then sleep all day Saturday if I have to. Right? Um, I am. I cannot. Yes, quickly. Okay, February 16th. You know, tickets are selling quickly for okay. that. We do have a lot more tickets left for Black Professionals Night. You okay. must use the code BPN Raisin before you buy your tickets okay. for Black Professionals Night. But okay. we have tickets are selling quickly. So any of the other days too, come yes. see the show. Yes. Well, I'm telling for the other days, I'm telling them bring the students, bring the students, bring the church folk, bring everybody. I'm going to February 16th. <laughs> <laughs> but Drea, my my hope and dream for you is that you are appreciated where you are in your role at the Bristol Riverside Theater. My dream for you is that you walk in those doors. They appreciate, they acknowledge the love, the energy and everything that you're putting into that organization. Because, honey, you're making Marvel come to see a Raisin in the Sun play. Listen, I mean, <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you, Andrea. I really you're appreciate welcome, that. My sister. I accept it. I'm accepting. I'm All accepting. All right. Oh. Take it all in my energy. You're doing phenomenal work and I can't wait to continue following the show. 
Thank you. Thank you, my sister. Have a good one. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 